Vecna here. Just a disclaimer. Neither of your hosts on Binged and Unhinged work for or are affiliated with Netflix or Stranger Things in any way. These are Sky and Emily's opinions, not that of Netflix. Hold on to your Vecnesses. The show is about to begin. Welcome to Binged and Unhinged, a podcast where we deep dive into our fandom hyperfixations. I'm Emily. And I'm Sky. And this season we are delving into the one and only Stranger Things. And this time, since this is mostly going to be you, I'll do it. What are we talking about today? (laughs) So today we're talking about interviews and the evidence that they bring to the table in regards to like the future of Stranger Things and some theories. And nobody tell me that they don't give you anything because they're not just going to spoil season five because we got to read between the lines and I've done the work for you. So everybody just listen. (laughs) Thank you. Because honestly... Like I've said before, and I'll say it again, I it couldn't be me because I'd go down a hole and I'd never come out of it. It's, yeah, I fell down like a three-day hole the past three days. I literally- and There were days and days before that, that you <laughs> yeah. were down. It's it's true. Yeah, it, it was pretty bad. It's going to continue to be bad, but we're just going to- It'll be all right. We're it'll, just going to carry right. on. Yeah, yeah. So before before we do this, I have more news. Oh, you know I love news. it because I get to put in the news sound. I love it. So- <laughs> love the news sound. It made me so happy last time. <laughs> so you already know this news, but for the people who don't know this news, uh, Joseph Quinn was born on January 26th, 1994. We've solved a mystery. He said he was born on January 26th at Fan Expo Canada. And then in an interview, which I'm going to get back into that interview, but one of the ones while he was in Brazil, he said he was 28, which means he was born in 1994. So I'm clearing that up. That's his birthday. <laughs> Just call you Scooby-Doo and call me the gang because we've solved the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> That's the news that I have. It's not a lot. You know, everybody's fucking talking about it. So I'm clearing in the air. I'm clearing the air. Yeah, it was a big <sighs> deal for like a good couple of days there where people were mm-hmm. going feral. no he's 30 no he's 29 no he's 26 he can't be all these ages he has to just be one and I wouldn't put it past him to be trolly and tell a wrong age to people but it's true it's the context he said it in this interview where he was like he was like talking to Jamie about their ages and he was like oh I'm 28 and I was like okay I believe (laughs) yeah I believe him in that instance Mm -hmm. um yeah and I think he is this the same one we're talking about where he told a fan that he was an Aquarius and he didn't know why people kept calling him a Taurus yeah that was at Fan Expo Canada like last week (laughs) and that checks out with his birthday him being an Aquarius so yeah yeah so whether or not that one's true or not like he could be trolling us there but like I'm pretty confident about the year (laughs) yeah all right time to get into the nitty-gritty before I start though I want to make like a little caveat first of all this is gonna be a fucking mess um and second of all none of what I say is intended to be like a criticism of the actors because I'm I'm going to say that they're lying, but it's all meant in good fun. It's nothing against them. They're lying because they're required to by law because they probably signed an NDA. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Bear with me. (laughs) If anyone's curious about my qualifications, I counted how many Stranger Things interviews I've watched on YouTube. Um, The count is 78. So um... (laughs) I'm like shocked. That is is not the number that I thought we were going to be pulling out. Um, it's so fucking oh bad <laughs> and that's like not including like podcasts or thought, like just written interviews 
I thought you were gonna say something like like maybe like 26 (laughs) but what was the number again tell me 78 (laughs) see my brain can't even comprehend it because in my head I was thinking 38 no now I'm going 78 and they're all like 15 to 20 minutes long like they're not short (laughs) oh my god that's a lot I I'm very well versed in the way that they've been answering questions over the past couple months. I've answered, I've seen them answer the same fucking questions so many goddamn times. Like if I have to listen to Joseph Quinn say up and down by the Venga boys one more fucking time, I'm going to lose it. Oh God. (laughs) And, 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 and you have got to, at this point, be almost a body language expert on these people. Uh Mm Uh-huh. And he says, he answers some of the questions exactly the same. Like, it's so bad. It's so bad. (laughs) Like he uses the same word that I'll point it out when I'm reading quotes. I'm like, he says this every fucking time he answers this question. So, so um, it's like bad enough. I listened to a podcast interview from the movie podcast and it came out a while ago, but I listened to it after like I'd watched a ton of interviews already. And in their little beginning blurb, they're like, oh, we're going to talk to Joseph Quinn today. And they were talking about like what they talked about. They go, you're never going to guess what his Vecna song is. And I was like, I oh, bet I'm you sure. I know. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, do you know how many times I've watched this man talk in the past month and a half? Like, I'm pretty sure I know every answer to every question. It's so bad, literally. And then it came to that question and he was like, so I have this running joke. And I was like, is it up and down by the Venga Boys? And he goes, it's up and down by the Venga Boys. And I was like, fucking, I told you. (laughs) And this is a little bit of a sidetrack, but did you or did you not also know? I'm pretty sure I sent you some of the TikToks, but this girl on TikTok claiming to be Joseph Quinn's sister, is she or is she not his sister? Had to figure that out. Because she claims that his favorite band is something I, I can't remember what it is that um, she claimed it was. The Arctic Monkeys. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I need to know if this is true. <laughs> Yeah, I need to figure that out as well. I know he's a fan of David Bowie because before he started this stupid fucking joke, he confirmed that his Vecna song would, I think he said it was Changes by David Bowie and I'm a huge David Bowie fan. So I was like fucked up over that real bad. So I don't know. That's I know that's the extent of uh, his music taste that I know of. I don't know. Uh, we also know that know, both their accounts fan. got banned. So. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and we also know he's a big fan of Jack Black, but I'm sure we'll get into that. True true yeah he is a big fan of jack black that makes me emotional we're doing this in several parts this is episode one of the interviews basically how we're going to do this is i've like personally interpreted how joseph quinn answers questions (laughs) and then we're going to go into the duffer brothers track record of killing characters that's going to be my favorite part yeah i I can't wait it's going to be so good i fucking Uh... i wrote a thesis i'm telling you i swear to god it's so bad (laughs) i'm gonna rip those men to shreds Right now, we're going to talk about Joseph Quinn's interview specifically, like right after volume two, we're not doing anything. Well, we're going to do some before, I think. Maybe I don't remember what I wrote down, but we're not doing anything pre-season four for sure. The most important takeaway here, Joseph Quinn literally never confirms that he's not coming back for season five. There's never a firm answer that he's for sure not coming back, ever. Really? Yes. He's always like, mm, I'd love to. I'm not really sure though. Every single time. And you're going to, you're going to see. That's it's true. Bad. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to give know. you my, my preliminary theory and you're not going to like this. <laughs> oh no. But should he come back for season five? Based on every interview, 
that I've watched, read, listened to. My running theory is that the most likely actual way that he's going to come back is he's going to reappear in like flashbacks or as a figment of Dustin's imagination. So honestly, he's probably dead, dead. That hurts. (laughs) That hurts so much. I hate that. I know, but he's coming back. He's going to come back. It's going to be okay. Not like you're consoling me because (laughs) coming back. (laughs) And like, I have to wait till 2024 anyways. Like I'm sitting here in my Stranger Things pajama onesie, just dead to the world because I have no more content. So. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm sorry. It's it's all gonna be okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. All right. So we're starting with release day press. All of these. This is like a series of interviews. They were all done at the same time with different people. The day that Volume Two came out, and then the like actual interviews came out a few days later. In an interview with Access, he says that he's gutted to leave when they ask him about his death, and that he'd like to film a season where it's not in a pandemic, but quote that you've got to move onwards which is not a good omen, but it's not going to be okay. It's going to be okay. okay. All right. <laughs> In an interview with Collider, same day, they ask him about pretty much the same question. How does he feel? Does he want to come back, etc.? Joe says that he absolutely would come back, but Eddie's fate seems pretty sealed and that he doesn't know how the writers would manage to bring him back. He also said that his suspicion was that they've got enough characters to kind of grapple with at the moment. So I think they might have gotten what they needed out of Eddie. I don't but, like that answer. Sorry. But <laughs> I also don't like that answer. But it's gonna be okay. <laughs> um, he also said in this interview that his theory as to how they could bring him back is as a figment of Dustin's imagination. He said that. Mm-hmm. I hate that. <laughs> I hate it. I feel, okay, just one second. I feel some type of way about that theory. I know you like that theory. I don't like it. I just think it's feasible enough to bring it back. It is. It is. I hate it though. I like it gives me like a visceral reaction. Like, please don't do that. Very distressing. It hurts. And this whole episode is going to be an emotional roller coaster the next, this episode and the next one because of things Mm -hmm. like that. So just, you know, brace yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody who's listening, brace yourself. It's gonna be. This one might be called Emily interviews at Sky. Um, how long will it take for Sky to start crying? (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh my god! All right. Well, we're only two interviews in, so (laughs) buckle up, bitches. (laughs) In an interview with Screen Rant, um, the interviewer says that she's disappointed that Eddie's name was never cleared. And asked if the town of Hawkins would ever accept Eddie as a hero. And we've talked about how it didn't make sense that they left his storyline like that. And there's a lot of this that goes on. So we're not the only ones who had this thought about the lack of resolution there. And Joe says that it's rough that Eddie's name was never cleared, but he hopes that Eddie, quote, will have his name cleared in season five. And I said in all capital letters in my notes, how are we going to do that without you, my man? (laughs) Exactly. How would that? Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it already doesn't make sense. The The math isn't mathing. I feel like, just real quick, I feel like the only way, if he thinks that, right? If he thinks mm-hmm. in season five that Eddie's name's going to be cleared, how can Eddie's name be cleared without Eddie being alive? Because without him being alive, there is no proof. Yeah, yeah. There's and we're no gonna, proof. We're going to get into this later when we get to the Duffer brothers, because they kind of have talked about this, and it really upsets me the way that they talk about it, um, because I think it's bullshit. Not to quote Nancy Wheeler, um, 
<laughs> but it's going to it's it's going to upset you and I can't wait. Moving on to some interviews at the beginning of July, beginning to mid-July. This is right before they go. He and Jamie went on this little Brazil press tour slash I love those videos. Those are my favorite interview They're so good. If you're gonna go they're watch so feral in those videos. They're so feral. Those two have so much chemistry. I want them to work together on a project like directly so bad because they're fucking hilarious together. Like incredible. Mm. But before that happens, he did an interview with Entertainment Weekly and the interviewer brings up that they brought back Billy for flashbacks in season four and that (laughs) he's wondering if that's going to be a possibility. Joseph said that he hopes that would happen and he says, quote, yeah, there might be a little something. We'll see. End quote. Joseph, I'm talking to you directly now. <laughs> I'm going to need the tea. All right. I swear Continue. there's like serious emotional whiplash in this, in this whole situation. I have to take a little pause to fact check our own fa- fact check. <laughs> in the music episode, we did bring up the point that people were saying that it was unrealistic that Eddie would have known how to play Master of Puppets mm-hmm. because it came out a few weeks before the events of season four. So mm-hmm. in this in this um, Entertainment Weekly interview, the interviewer brought that up. He basically says like, it's like kind of beautiful that Eddie would have learned that song in like a few weeks. And I was like, what? And so we said that it came out like a couple months before the events of season four, but I went and I did some research. Master of Puppets came out on March 3rd, 1986. And if you look at the timestamp on the video camera they're filming Elle with at Rinkomania, it says March 22nd, 1986. And the Duffer Brothers have said that this season spans only a few days. So presumably like no more than a week. Mm -hmm. He did in fact only have a few weeks to learn the song. We were wrong. (laughs) Oh, well, even still, I would say if how do I put this I mean I have like okay so I have when I get into something like when I really like something I go full ham mm-hmm. obviously can we Clearly. tell so like when I learned the ukulele I literally I sat down for like four days and just learned every song I could on the ukulele and that's all I did for like four days so I could see if he had that quality I could see him learning that song yeah, and it's funny you say that because Joseph literally says that that's basically his response. Um, he says that they literally, like, while they were filming that, he and the crew discussed whether or not it was actually realistic that that would happen. Um, and basically, with his input and the Duffer Brothers' input, they determined that it would be reasonable because Eddie's so into metal music, it's so important to him that it, like, actually makes perfect sense that he would have gotten all the album, like, immediately and figured out how to play it. So actually... Yeah, that's about the case. So, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, just wanted to let people know. <laughs> We're moving to the Brazil stuff, which is... Yes. Chef's kiss. This is, as far as I could tell, the most predominant, like, round of press that Joseph Quinn did, like, post-volume two. They were in Brazil for two days, and they did, like, so many fucking interviews. And then they that, did that, like, little premiere thing. They're cute and touchy. We're going to go through... We're going to go through and because the people in brazil are pissed about eddie dying wait i just had a thought oh okay i need i'm immediately after this i'm going on ao3 to see if there is a vecna eddie (gasps) stop it (laughs) oh no there has to be i'm sure people are fucking crazy i'm sure yeah and i bet you that's yeah 
um Vecna Eddie Munson yeah mm-hmm. I was him. just saying with the way they act when they're in those interviews yeah like somebody out there there's one person that was like this is all I needed I'm sure even if it's like a crack fic I bet it's out there that is so fucking funny I've never even considered that <laughs> immediately after this oh my god <laughs> so in the interview with Hugo Gloss he asks about Joseph's reaction to finding out that his character died and he says quote so sad he says I was gutted and that's one of the things that he says all the fucking time every time that he's asked this question he says that he was gutted it hits me right in my sads yeah it hits me right there in my sads every time he says gutted it hurts real bad it hurts (laughs) so he says that quote I was gutted that I wasn't going to come back I was also suspicious that I wasn't going to be back because I wasn't optioned and if you don't know what being optioned means um basically when a a character an actor is optioned um they're signed on with a project for like a certain amount of time that could or not could not come to fruition if they're not optioned basically they're free to look for other projects post filming the initial part of the project that they're signed on for so basically joseph was free to look for more jobs to fill his time like immediately after wrapping season four which made him suspicious from the get-go that eddie might die which to be clear he didn't know that eddie was going to die until he got the script for it nobody told him <laughs> bless his Listen. sweet heart yeah i know oh my <laughs> it's, gosh. It's so sad however it has been brought up on tiktok before that he doesn't have anything else in his imdb and like it's weird that he doesn't the only thing in there right now for a future project is horde which is in post-production so he's done with it also i would take any other newly announced projects with a grain of salt and like kind of look into when they're filming because like other cast members are doing projects right now So like Jamie's filming a movie in October. So like there's other stuff going on. Oh yeah. That, um, the Western, the Western. Yeah. 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 I have no fucking idea what it's about, but I'm going to watch it. (laughs) So strange. Yeah. And then in an interview with Capriccio, they asked uh, what his favorite part was about playing someone like Eddie. Joseph basically says that it was wonderful to play some someone with like such a great arc, but he realizes why people are so upset about it because he never got the redemption and he has to pay the ultimate price, which like we've already talked about doesn't make fucking sense. So like he also recognizes that that like kind of is shitty. So then moving on to an interview with IGN Brazil, they ask, you know, along the lines question of like, do you want to come back? And (laughs) he says, quote, it would have been lovely to come back, but hey, not this time. And the interviewer follows up by asking if he could possibly be in a spinoff or flashbacks. A spinoff is not going to happen with any months as much as I would love that. But Joseph does say that some flashbacks would be good. So we're rolling with this flashbacks thing. I hate that. I'm sorry. So sorry. So much. I'm so sorry. And then we get into the the bad, the extra bad again in an interview with Natalia Kruger. She has something along the lines of, you know, do you want to come back? Blah, 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 blah. And Joseph says that he would love to come back, but he has a suspicion that Eddie is done. Joe, Joe. Okay. (laughs) I'm speaking to him directly again. Stop that right now. Don't manifest not coming back. You know what I mean? Truly. Stop Truly. manifesting it. The yeah, thing that I you mean, say. <laughs> I mean, to- even if even if he came back for flashbacks, though, like technically Eddie would still be done because I think he'd be dead. But like, I mean, you could look at it like that. That makes it better, right? I'd still get more content, but I wouldn't like it because I'd I, be just crying the whole time. It would be very upsetting. Have just you to know that? Have you still dead. not finished the show? 
<laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> Just like dawn on me. this podcast. <laughs> I still haven't fucking watched it. <laughs> I mean, I would totally be down to watch it again. Like if somehow we could zoom in and like watch it at the same time oh my god you could watch me fucking break down (laughs) we could record it record it bonus episode that's such a good idea (laughs) anyway oh my god it just hit me all of a sudden i was like wait she hasn't she hasn't finished it i haven't (laughs) oh no okay Um, so this one is an interview with i'm gonna butcher this i'm not from brazil fakina this one kind of made rounds on TikTok because of like the face he makes. I think you're gonna know the one that I'm talking about. Yes, I, yeah. I, I have that image burned into my mind. <laughs> I can picture it in my head right now. Basically, at the end of this interview, the interviewer says that she hopes that Eddie is still alive, and Joseph just makes the most shit eating. Like, I know all the secrets to the universe face, and I'm just trying to, like, keep them all inside that I've ever seen in my fucking life. Isn't that the moment when Jamie, like, puts his hand over and is, like, (laughs) basically, like, trying to hold the truth inside of Joseph? literally tries to fucking rescue him. He, like, Jamie looks over at him and sees that he's, like, kind of panicking, and then he just, like, touches his hand and just, like, looks at the interviewer and goes, he's right here. fucking lost it like it reminds me of like I don't know if you've seen any like or like memes or interviews or whatever about like Tom Holland and Zendaya yes and like Tom Holland's fucking terrible about spoilers and Zendaya like people were saying that Joseph Quinn is the Tom Holland of the Stranger Things universe literally yeah that's exactly what it was like exactly same energy it's fucking so funny and I lost my mind when I saw that so you know I (laughs) I count that as a piece of evidence yeah And then my last Brazil one, I just think that this is kind of funny. So with an interview with Omletville, Omletev, I'm not from Brazil. Um, (laughs) The interviewer starts just talking about how Jamie and Joseph make music. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she's just like talking about like, oh, your music's so good. And like about both of them. And Joseph like looks at her and he's just like so confused and he stops her and he says, I'm not a musician. Jamie's a musician, but I'm not. And she was like, yeah, you are. You have three singles out on Spotify. And he was like, oh, what? <laughs> and she's like, That's she's so like, funny. yeah, you know, like old is new. And he's like, what do you, what are you talking about? So basically there's another person under the name joseph quinn on spotify making music and this interviewer thought that that was actual joseph quinn's music and jamie and joseph did not fucking know that this existed until this very moment this was like one of the first interviews that they did on their like press day in brazil and jamie thinks this is the funniest fucking thing ever that there's this <laughs> joseph quinn music. yeah it's so fucking funny he loves it he's fucking dying in this interview and joseph just looks so confused and so the whole day as they're getting the like what's your vacuna song thing while <laughs> fucking joseph quinn is over here going up and down by the venga boys <laughs> every single interview the whole time they're in brazil jamie like just pats his hand and goes well joseph quinn here we found out today makes music <laughs> 
an interview and he's like, my Vecna song, Old as New by Joseph Quinn is my favorite Vecna song or like my song that would save me from Vecna. And I just think it's so fucking funny. And when you go and look at the Spotify's for the rest of the cast. So like, if you look at Jamie or like Joe Keery or Maya Hawk's Spotify's, this Joseph Quinn person is in the recommended where there's like all the rest of the cast. So it's like Jamie and then like Joe Keery and then like Maya Hawk. And then it's just like this Joseph Quinn guy. <laughs> Under all of their just Spotify. R- random so other person Joseph named Quinn. Joseph Quinn. Yeah, That's it's so, so funny. funny. So that cracked me up. I loved watching that happen because Joseph was just so, so confused. That's all I have for the Brazil interviews. Um, <laughs> nice. Moving on. Yeah, the, we're nearing the end of the Joseph Quinn interviews. It's going to get interesting from here on out. I mean, it was interesting before. Everything he does is interesting. But yes. <sighs> moving on. This is interviews like the end of July moving forward to like now so we're gonna talk about his london comic-con panel which i i did watch it technically it's not supposed to have been recorded and posted on the internet but uh i watched it anyways i'm sorry london comic-con so i do want to clear some things up here about this based on some other things that i've read because there's a lot of misinformation and like controversy surrounding this london comic-con thing this was his first con and if you're on tiktok you will fucking have seen this i'm sure where a bunch of people were saying that the staff yelled at him and he was overbooked and it like they didn't let him have breaks all day and he was miserable blah 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 blah, blah. i want to clear this up i watched the whole panel there's a point in the panel because people started saying like, oh, I appreciate you for being here. I'm sorry about what happened today. And he was like, what? I, what are you talking about? Everything's been fine today. And then in an interview, like more recently with 1883 Magazine, the interviewer like kind of asked about it. And he said- Real quick, that, those pictures in the 1883 Magazine. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, if, I know. If you know, you know. And if you don't, yeah. go Google it. Anyways, in regards to the London Comic-Con incident, he said, quote, it's going around that I was mistreated by the staff, which is totally not true. I wanted to clear that up. They were very amazing and they made me feel very safe and looked after. We just weren't prepared for the number of people that turned up. So they did overbook him as far as he has said to people. I don't know if it's like, you know, whatever. But as far as he has said, everything was fine. I mean him nicely everybody chill out (laughs) yeah and not to speculate but he seems like one of those people that like to avoid conflict would just be like oh yeah no it was fine it was fine true I did think about that while I was like looking into this because I was like "Uh, I mean maybe he's just like saying that to get it cleared like and not have the controversy around it but I thought I would mention it just because like it is his personal input on it and I haven't seen anybody else say it anywhere like everybody's just like yeah it it is because that's the one where there was the woman who was blind who yes that's when he like cried during the panel because yeah so I'm like it seems like that seemed like a lot of emotion just Mm -hmm. simply from being like told like we appreciate you and stuff like yeah I mean he said at the con and I'll get into this a little bit later about his like how things have been with him in the fandom and like not bad things but like I mean there has been bad things but I'm gonna get into the good things um (laughs) he did say during the panel that he was like very overwhelmed and like not in a bad way he was just like surprised at the turnout and Mm -hmm. how nice people were and like how much everybody cared and it was just like so mind-blowing to him because he didn't expect it and he (laughs) poor sweet man I love him but he (laughs) very much has like a he has this thing where he doesn't think that one he did a good job first of all 
he doesn't think that he did. He ke- he keeps saying that he expected the Duffer Brothers to fire him. And two, he has this thing where he's like, people aren't actually fans of me. They're fans of the character. And that's why they're coming to see me. And like all that stuff. Yeah. Which is- no, it's so refreshing to, to see someone who's so genuine. Yeah. Like he's so fucking humble and nice, but like he keeps saying, he said it during a panel and then he said it again like really recently and it like that kind of shook me that it was so recent but he said that he was like people aren't here for me they're here for eddie and i'm like no you don't understand like people are fans of you yeah you played eddie so yeah yeah so i think like that was part of like he why he was so emotional not just like if things were bad and i mean it was probably like a mix of everything yeah like oh you have to think that he went through his whole acting career so far and hadn't really broken out right you know and then all of a sudden it's like worldwide Mm -hmm. stardom and he's probably extremely overwhelmed oh yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. that's what he said about the london comic-con controversy moving on i'm going to talk about some fan questions that he got because fans asked him some good fucking questions so one fan asked where eddie's body went and joseph just like pause for a second he was like so shook by that question (laughs) and um he says quote that he reckons eddie's body was buried at sea i love him yeah it's so fucking cute but also like that would mean that they buried him in the upside down which just it doesn't fucking track for me i was just about to say it doesn't track for me um just because of destin and even if you disregard everyone else you can't disregard how much Dustin cared about Eddie and there's yeah. no way that I I just I can't see there being any way even if the upside down froze over that Dustin yeah. would leave Eddie down there so. yeah I 100% agree then a fan asks if Joseph can convince the Duffer brothers to bring him bring Eddie back they said that they'd co-sign a document Joe said like jokingly that they won't pick up his calls um, but he does say that he would love to come back so bless his sweet sweetheart adorable I can't stand um, it like my cheeks hurt when I talk about him because I just smile the whole time I love him so I much. know he's the best he's just the best this one also comes up in an interview with Access which I'll get to that interview but we're talking about the same thing a fan asks what Joseph stole from set Joseph said that they wouldn't let him steal the guitar and that he should have gotten to keep it <laughs> quote (laughs) he's very adamant about that he said that he also wanted to take the wig which comes up in this access interview but the head of hair department sarah heinsgill was adamant about him not being allowed to take it which is very Mm. interesting to me like why do you need it Mm -hmm. what for if it's you know not for him (laughs) well and it's not like they can put it on someone else because those kind of wigs are made for the person that Mm -hmm. they're yeah that man did three weeks of wig fittings like that is made for his head (laughs) yeah but if you are curious what he did take he said that he took all of eddie's rings which is just (laughs) okay Um, okay emotional okay (laughs) as someone who reads an abominable amount of fan fiction i okay that's all i have to say okay yeah um and then he also took some hellfire shirts um but the rings thing just really got me yep (laughs) i know the rings are also very important to me because of fan fiction so we are in the same fucking boat (laughs) we just veer off for a second about the ring (laughs) because okay literally every fan fiction that i read has something to do with the attraction of the rings, right? 
And yep. so I'm like, so is this man like role playing in his house? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> he wanted the wig and the guitar. Right? So his he is he Eddie. Is or at least is that how he's gonna pull bitches? Fuck. Because <laughs> we know he's pulling more bitches. We now. know he's pulling bitches. Oh it my is. god. It's all coming full circle. And it's <laughs> Now we've now we've decided. I mean, we knew. I mean, we decided that Eddie pulled bitches, but we knew Joseph Quinn was pulling bitches. Now certainly is now. He's definitely (laughs) pulling bitches now. Holy moly! God, yeah. Um. So, anyways, that's a good fun piece of trivia. (laughs) Um. Oh, and I'm gonna make it worse for you. Are you ready? I am unwell. Um, Okay, go ahead. So a fan asked what ability Joseph would want Eddie to have if he came back and like had some kind of like magical ability if it's or was like an added creature. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm waiting. <laughs> Joseph just thinks about it for a second and he says, are you ready? I'm going to do a dramatic reenactment. Okay. okay. <laughs> Flight? Yeah. Can he fly? Is that allowed? And then he starts talking about how he would have demo bat wings. Me, I swear to God, if I met this man, we would be best friends. Because I feel like me and him could have a very long conversation about those bat wings. Um, fucking God. That's all I've got to say about that. I fucking saw I'm, that and I like had to take a minute. Okay, I'm unwell because between the rings, the t-shirts, and the bat wings, I'm going to be... I'm going to be feral for like the next week. Mm-hmm. I know. And, and it's like, not like he knew about the Batwing thing either. Like he notoriously like isn't on the internet. He didn't know about the cast theory until like recently. Which is so funny because they talk about it in the show. That's uh-huh. literally. Yeah, I know. I bless his sweetheart. He also knows nothing about D&D. Nothing. He said, and he that said he... no to dice when they did that <laughs> yeah. thing. He's uh, dice. No. Yeah. See. <laughs> He does nothing about DD. He tried to research it for the show and then he was just too confused. So he stopped. Well, if he needs any information, he knows where to find me. One, two, three, Internet Street. One, two, three, four, Internet Street. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, anyway, so that's all I have for that panel. Um, good, good gracious, there was some good shit in there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to move on to the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. I don't have a lot for this one. I've seen it. I think. Yeah, yeah. Does. Most people have at least they've seen the airport story where he got held up by customs and blah 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 blah. Um, and his beautiful <laughs> multi-language or multi-accent. Yeah. Uh, monologue that he did. Yeah. Oh my god. They're into band or party <laughs> or a um, game. No, I'm not gonna do the whole thing. Anyways. <laughs> I love it. You're so good at this. <laughs> accents yeah <laughs> i do I, I do a pretty fun scottish that was supposed to be liverpool but i mm-hmm. i can only do a scottish accent but whatever so. oh, well it's okay it counts thank um, you i appreciate it. you're so welcome anyways well he's telling his airport security story um and the uh the guy the security guy asks if eddie's coming back for season five uh joseph says that he doesn't know mm-hmm. so and then the does it know thing is be going to become a recurring theme from here on out. Yeah, because it didn't start with I don't know. 
No, it didn't. It started with, I'd love to come back, but I don't think I'm going to. Right. And now it's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and I'll hold on to that for the next um, yeah. two years. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Then we're going to move on to the access interview, which. One of my other favorite ones. Yep. <laughs> this one has made its rounds on TikTok as well. Uh, probably people have seen the compilation of him just saying, I don't know, over and over and over again. <laughs> so good. That's this interview. He's like um, so fed up at this point with people asking him this question. That man, that man is exhausted. So this was one of the ones where I like, it really kind of changed the game for me because of that. Like he seemed in the initial interviews, like we just said, like he was pretty certain about the fact that he's not coming back in the access interview as we've already said basically the interview kind of asked him over and over and over again if he's coming like back a lot like, i was like you're being aggressive a lot a lot <laughs> um, he's like popping out theories like what if you came back like this like what if you came back like this and he got fed up and he said he said i don't know over and over, and over and then he was like I don't know. <laughs> like he got <laughs> so fed up. It gets like progressively more like <laughs> vehement as, as the interview goes on. It's very funny to watch. I highly recommend it. He does say in that interview that it seems like it would be pretty hard to bring Eddie back. Uh, like the Duffer brothers can do fucking whatever they want. It's their show. So like I would have when I first watched season three, I thought it was going to be hard to bring Hopper back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like. I don't know. And I'll get into Hopper. We're talking about a show. Sorry, but (laughs) we're talking about a show that has like demon made up yucky spawn spore things. Literally. (laughs) So what's what is so unbelievable about bringing a character back from the dead? (laughs) No, no, I don't know. It's fucking Um, man of little faith. That is Joseph Quinn. Bless him. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Anyways, so that's what I have for interviews with Joseph Quinn. That's my last one. Basically, that was just a long-winded way of me saying that Joseph Quinn never actually confirms that he's never coming back. There's always the up in the air. I'd love to. I don't know, though. Happy about that, but I'm also yeah. sad that that's the last one. Yeah, yeah. It'll this, be okay. It's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. We're going to get into the Duffer Brothers' history of keeping around characters. And then that's where I'm going to end it for this episode. And then in the next episode, I'm going to get into what the Duffer brothers have actually said about Eddie and then like some other character deaths. We're going to compare things. So that's going to be the next episode. Yeah. So the Duffer brothers have a very long history of lengthening the lives of their characters because they just like their cast so much. So like Millie wasn't entirely wrong when she was like, they are the worst about actually killing off their characters i don't want them to do it like she said but (laughs) she said to do it didn't she she did she was like they need to start killing people off like she said like kill off 11 she doesn't care but they need to start killing people yeah girl yeah no Mm -mm. i know i know i agree no we're gonna go down the list of characters that they have lengthened the lives for so we're gonna start with Steve. Um, I've kind of brought this one up a little bit, but we're gonna go a little bit more in detail. So Steve was supposed to die about the middle of season one, and he was also supposed to have a very different characterization. He was supposed to be like Billy levels of douchey character. Like Shitty he was boyfriend. Supposed to be, yeah, he was supposed to be like extra bad though, like how he was originally written. However, 
In an interview with Rotten Tomatoes, the Duffer Brothers said that they they couldn't remember when exactly Steve was supposed to die, but the trajectory really changed when it came to finalizing the writing for the Demogorgon fight with Jonathan and Nancy. Fun fact, it was actually supposed to be Jonathan's dad who shows up, not Steve, which is weird. Yeah, that was, mm, it's good that they kept it the way it was. I agree. I agree. Um, So the Duffers also said in an interview with Vulture that the reason why they kept Steve is that Joe Curie was so charismatic that even when he was performing the douchiest lines, he still came off as likable. So like they literally, they cast Joe Curie and they were like, well, we got to, we got to work with this now because we like him too much and he makes the character too nice. (laughs) So hard not to like him. Even when he was being douchey, it was hard not to Exactly. Yeah. They ended up rewriting the end of the season to give him like a redemption. And now he's been around for four seasons. So the next one is Erica. Priya Ferguson, who plays Erica, has said on numerous occasions that she was never supposed to become a part of the main cast. She was just supposed to be a background character with like minimal appearances. And then she like made enough appearances in season two that like they really liked her and her character. And so they cast her like a big role in season three and kept that going forward. So Which I agree with. Good I on them. 100% She's agree. Hilarious. Yeah. Yep. And then Bob. He did die. Rest in peace. Um, justice for Bob. But according to an article from Screen Rant, um, there was a world in which Bob did live. The Duffer brothers did consider keeping him longer, but it wouldn't mm. have made sense to the overall storyline. Because um, Joyce and Hopper needed to be together. Exactly. Like they said that literally the only reason that his character was created was to give a reasonable explanation for Joyce to be experiencing enough grief to open up to Hopper in season three. Mm. Which is so fucked up. But like, <laughs> like, I was just thinking, uh, poor Bob. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So he was literally just a plot device to make Jopper happen, but like they liked they liked him so much, like the actor so much that they were like, "Ah, we're going to push this into the last possible second cuz like he was supposed to die in episode 3. Will was supposed to kill him in episode 3 in the car. That would have been wild. Yeah. Will was supposed to like in his possession when they're in the car and he's like Bob's giving him that pep talk. He was supposed to fucking kill him. And crazy yeah that would have been fucking wild could you imagine the trauma that kid would be going through (laughs) he's already got enough trauma that would be fucking horrible but they liked him so much that they just like kept him until the last possible second which is going to come up later in regards to eddie and we'll get into Mm -hmm. that in the next episode it's very interesting Mm -hmm. and then for 11 um l was supposed to fully die at the end of season one this was Hmm. Partly because of a couple things. So they weren't sure if they were going to get more seasons, obviously. So like it was a less of a big deal plot wise if she died. But like when they found out that Netflix was preparing to keep them for more seasons, like before season one came out, they still considered killing her off anyways, which is really wild. Um, would have made a whole lot. Like what would they have done? I don't know. I don't know. Just ran with the will thing, I guess, maybe. Yeah, but the they said that they decided against it because quote at that point we knew how special millie was if there was going to be more stranger things 11 had to come back so once again they really liked the actor so they changed their trajectory of the plot Hmm, i'm sensing a pattern yeah they have a little thing that they keep doing and then i'm just going to talk briefly about the body count at the end of season four um there were supposed to be there was supposed to be a way bigger body count 
was supposed to be worse. Um, and I'm really pissed about who made it. As to, so, as opposed to who didn't. Uh-huh. Yep. So in an interview with Collider, this is the one I'm mad about. The Duffers explained that Enzo, Dimitri, the Russian, was supposed to die. But they just didn't do that. They just didn't do that. But you know who they did kill? The beloved Eddie Munson. <laughs> and Enzo. And we had to keep we had to keep Enzo. Yep. Yeah. But not Eddie. That's like what is he gonna do for the I fucking mean, plot in season five, huh? But think about it for a second. That's that could be a reason. Like the plot of season five. They're like, there could be some hubbub, you know, some humdrum. Yeah. I suppose I can see him being like important to the plot with the Russians and stuff, but like the Duffer Brothers. No, I mean Eddie, like oh, pretending like let's say they pretended to kill Eddie, right? Okay. If that was their plan all along was to pretend to kill Eddie, think about how many more people are watching the show now. How many people are obsessed with Eddie Munson? Even if they weren't thinking about that, they have to be thinking about a way to bring him back at this point. Just with all of the whatever that's happened it's it's weird i think that if they're gonna bring him back it's not going to be because of the like humdrum that's come up because of eddie i don't think that's why i'll get into that in the next episode i think that if they're gonna bring him back it's gonna be because they like joseph quinn Mm, yeah and i just i because they've talked about in some of the interviews i've watched with the Duffer Brothers they've been asked you know like how much does people's feedback affect your writing and they said well we tried to just like block it all out as much as possible because like that's you're not going to get a good story if you're just trying to appease all the people that are watching you know Mm -hmm. which makes sense so I just I don't know I don't think that they do that and I don't think that Netflix would make them do that just based on like their relationship with Netflix and how they've talked about it yeah I don't think anybody would make them I just think that they would be I think as professionals they would be it would be very not smart of them to Mm -hmm. not ponder it because of the hype true that has been generated yeah I just think it would be something to ponder Duffer Mm -hmm. Brothers please ponder it (laughs) yeah yeah I don't know we'll we'll see we'll see but yeah so Enzo Enzo was supposed to die but he fucking didn't um (laughs) and then um they did a video for Netflix geeked called uh, Stranger Things 4 ending explained they also said in that that they considered very seriously um just fully killing off Max for a long time that was the ending is Max was supposed to die die no coming back and well, we still don't know how much of her is coming back yet because it was not very, I mean, you haven't seen it, but it was not very clear. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And they've said, they said in that same thing, they were like, we wanted to make it kind of a mystery. Like, you don't know if she's going to be okay or not. So like, we don't know if she's actually going to be okay, but she is fucking still breathing. Yeah. So <laughs> like her body's alive, but like Elle is like looking up in there and can't, can't find anything. anything. Yeah. So they didn't explain why either of these characters made it out alive. I just had the sudden, oh God. I just had this, this sudden compulsion to sing the Veggie Tales song because I was thinking that Max is a vegetable. <laughs> if you <laughs> like to talk to tomatoes, I'm gonna fucking die. 
I'm going to need somebody who's listening. One of our 13 people that listen to us. Can you please make me an edit of the VeggieTales song and just be videos of Max in a coma? That is so fucked up. I love it. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Oh my. The things that my brain thinks of. God. Oh my Weird. Lord. Jesus Christ. All right. So that's where I'm leaving off this episode. That's my last like past us. We're gonna we're gonna pick back up where we left off there in the next episode. It's gonna be a fucking doozy. The next episode is oh, it's gonna be good. I was just gonna say that wasn't as unhinged as I was expecting it to be. Um, or does the next it just episode get... is feral? Okay. Okay. I I oh, did those okay. today. I did the notes for the next episode today. I started at noon and I ended whenever I texted you like seven or whatever. Holy crap! So okay. yeah. Um, and like, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be unhinged. I hope you're, you're prepared. Cause I have like a whole, I can see like a map in my brain of how it all comes together. I'm, I'm buckled. I'm braced. Yeah. Yeah. So tune in next week. Cause it's going to be set. buckled and braced. <laughs> I guess we will see you next week. And we have been Sky and Emily, and this has been binged and unhinged. Thank you.